0: Hi there and welcome to the Curious Collective podcast, conversations designed for the conscious community to bring awareness to those holistic practices to help you live your best life. So tap into the wisdom and knowledge of our guests to heal, transform and live as your true soulful self. Hi everyone and today we have with us the beautiful Michelle Freeman and she is from the Nambour Yoga Centre. So I'm going to introduce her straight away so she can introduce ourselves herself Michelle, what is it that you do at this current moment? And what is it that makes your heart sing? Oh, thanks, Katie. Thank you for
1: having me on. Um, So what makes my heart sing probably the most is teaching and sharing and practicing yoga. I've been doing that for about 25 years and still am madly in love with that practice. And I also do a lot of breath work. So I share breath work, uh, practices and experiences with people as well. And, um, yeah, just enjoy helping to empower people around being comfortable in their bodies, a little bit more self-aware and guiding people towards this place where they can, um, get a deeper sense of themselves, you know, really connect to themselves.
0: Mm, I love that. And that, coming back to the body, I think is a theme that's becoming more apparent in society these days is, you know, less head, let's drop into our bodies and learn to connect. And what are some beautiful ways we can connect? Just even those two, you've spoken into the yoga and the breath work. And we've never had a yogi on the podcast. So thank you for being Ah, our first. And what drew you to yoga initially? So initially I, um, was
1: searching. I didn't really realize it at the time. I was in my early 20s um, when I first found yoga, but I was really searching for something that was meaningful, that was going to help me to connect with myself, release um, stress and anxiety that I carried quite a lot of uh, at that time and um, connecting into my body. So for me, yoga ticked every single one of those boxes. You know, it just... It really was um, a potent experience of being in the body and in the present moment, but also learning how to sort of ride the waves of the different ups and downs you may experience from day to day. So um, and there's a really interesting link between the body and our mind and our emotions and things that we hold on to and memories that we store so I found it really healing to um, practice yoga during that that time to help me really let go of a lot of grief and um, like I said stress and anxiety that I carried quite a lot of at that age so yeah,
0: and yeah. did you dip into a particular style that you were um, that you liked more Yeah, well, gosh, I'm one of those people. I'm a bit of a
1: chameleon. Like, I really like trying everything. And I just thought I got to try everything once, you know, at least. And so I really tried to study with as many teachers as I could find. And I ended up really diving deeply. And it's the practice I still do today and still teach today into Ashtanga yoga. Um, And I just loved everything about it. And I felt like it, it was such a, a potent and, and empowering practice for me at that time. So um, yeah, but I have, I definitely am well-versed in everything from yin yoga, restorative yoga to Bikram yoga. You know, I, at one point in time was teaching hot yoga. Um, so yeah, I've just sort of done it all.
0: <laughs> and is that Ashtanga yoga, the one where there's like men in the Asian countries that are in there, like hundreds and, they look still like they're sixty because it like slows down the aging process. It can do that,
1: yeah. And you know, even some of my students are remarkably <laughs> youthful for their age. Um, mm-hmm. They inspire me every day. So yeah, you definitely. I feel it too in my own practice, but I notice it in my long-time yoga students that. There is something to be said for just moving the body every day, connecting with yourself, doing your breath work. And that does seem
0: to slow down the aging process. So, yeah. yeah. And did your interest with the breath work and going deeper with that come from the yoga based um, principles?
1: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, to me, breath work is an extension of everything that is encompassing yoga, um, which is not only the physical practice of it, but the philosophy behind it. And breath work is another way to really connect deeper into the subtle body or the energy body. Um, I actually think it's a little bit more, in some ways, a little bit more advanced, you could say, than the physical practice, because um, it is more subtle. And it does require you to really get present and drop into your body straight away without using distractions or having any, you know, um, yeah, any structure around it other than just listening to your breath and, and feeling your breath. And maybe there's a technique you apply to the breath, but in essence, it really is your breath that you're you're tapping into. So it's very powerful, and the potent medicine we were born with. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's the one thing that we cannot live without, you know. You can live without food and water for short periods of time, but breath maybe a couple of minutes, you know. Yeah. Um, most people. So it's really the key to longevity and health and well-being, I believe. And,
0: and I had a yogi once tell me that you you know, you if you were only given a certain prescription of breaths when you were born and and that was it until you until you left and transitioned to the next you, you know, you might pay more attention to the way you're breathing or how long your breath is or something like that. So I found that quite profound and it stuck with me, obviously.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. If if only we knew, you know, the power behind it. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) So what got you into being where you are today? Like what was the start of your journey to create you being having, creating this um, community up there in Nambor and, and bringing people into this world? Oh, beautiful question. Thanks for that, Katie. Uh, I really love people. I love working with people.
1: I love, um, you know, if I have any skills or knowledge to share that can help people, I'm really more than happy to share it. I, I am one of those people that um, would do what I do for free as a living. You know, I, I, you know, I'm blessed to be able to make a living off of it, but I would do it even if I wasn't. Yeah. Because I just love sharing and I, and I love watching the changes that people the transformations that happen when people do commit to a yoga practice or a breathwork practice something that has that uh, introspective quality it's really powerful for people it helps them so much with not just their physical body but i would say the main thing i hear people comment on is like helping them to deal with stress you know they just have an outlet to release stress a place Mm -hmm. to put it so to speak so that's really important because a lot of us carry so much stress, stress around. I know I do. I find myself frequently throughout the day, having to drop my shoulders because I got my shoulders crunched up around my neck. Cause that's why I carry my tension. Mm. So if you don't have a practice that gets you to pause and reflect and actually feel like what you're doing in your body,
0: um, it's, it's hard to make changes, you, you know, just keep going in that repetitive cycle and it keeps you stuck.
1: Yeah. It's just, everything is automatic and you just do whatever you've been conditioned to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, those grooves that you create for yourself, keep getting more and more sort of deep Mm -hmm. and the longer you go with those patterns, the harder it is to break out of them. So it's never too late to start. However, you know, you want to start somewhere, you know, you want to, you want to start, as soon as possible. If you're someone who wants to really be conscious and not just how you are in your body, but how you are in your life, I would say. And that's really what yoga is pointing people towards.
0: And aware and able to pick up your own patterns, um, I think is a real gift to go, oh, seeing something in someone else and going, oh, that's actually me. I'm doing that. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that practice can do that. Like make your awareness a lot clearer. There's a lot more clarity, I find, when you've got the practice that you're, you're referring to through your work.
1: Yeah, you're just more, you're more aware, you're more interested in doing work on yourself to show up in your life in whatever way you're choosing to. But the key is that you're making a choice, you know, you're making a choice in how you show up. So you're not just showing up, um, again, the way that is automatic, uh, without any kind of conscious questioning behind it Mm -hmm. Uh, so a good example of that is if you're a person who tends to complain a lot um, you know you even in just in your head if you just kind of like oh well that's crap or you know like why did she have to say that you know we get in our heads a lot like that with a bit of complaining and that's sort of a vibration you know there's a vibration to that energy and if you keep focusing on that, you kind of keep manifesting more of it. So Mm -hmm. if you can shift that story around of, instead of complaining about stuff all the time, asking the question of what is it that I need to accept right now in my life, you know? So you start to recognize there may be things you can't change. And so maybe finding peace within yourself is about acceptance. And if there are things that you can change, you could focus on the change versus the complain, (laughs) you know? So you just focus on, okay, you know, I'm not happy right now in my relationship. Okay, so what, how do I see that moving forward? Do I wanna work on the relationship that I'm in? Or do I actually need to separate from this relationship? And we both go our separate ways. So, you know, you have to think of the solutions. I think more so than, than the problems to move forward in life.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I find I even do that with my children, even on the basic level of Mm -hmm. these socks feel uncomfortable. I'm like, okay, I acknowledge those socks feel uncomfortable. What can we do about it? There's these other socks or you could go without socks, (laughs) just a small example, but you know, seeing that there are other options or flipping the perspective to look at it from a different angle, maybe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to do that. Yeah. Mm. And I think with, without having some sort of practice that gets you to push pause on life and reflect like that, it's, it's real tricky that that just happens to come into your day, you know, because we get real busy. Um, I know for myself, I get very busy and just in my head and, you know, going from A to B and uh, forgetting to pause. So I really appreciate yoga in my life for for creating that pause for me so that is what I love sharing
0: do you feel from your yogic studies um, that the masculine and feminine like that do 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 that you're talking about and then that pause and reflect and sit and be the masculine and feminine plays a big part and people being able to acknowledge that to then balance it
1: absolutely yes 100 percent Because masculine and feminine energies, of course, are playing out in every aspect of our life. And the masculine and feminine is really um, these polar polarities that come together and work together in harmony, ideally. Mm. So in a yoga practice or a breathwork practice, there's certain breathing exercises that can have more of a masculine tone versus a feminine tone. So, you know, you can use these practices to invite in more of what you need, more of maybe what you're lacking. So if you're lacking masculine energy in your life, uh, you can do practices that help you to bring that in and vice versa. If you're lacking the feminine, you can bring the feminine side in. And I really believe you can do that in just about any yoga practice. I think it's just the way you practice it. It's not so much uh, the, the sequence of poses or all the details of what's involved in the methodology behind the practice it's sort of how do you show up in your body you and know setting do you that intention yes yeah yeah and setting the intention yeah so how do you show up and uh, we often need of course the thing that we're less um, habitually attracted to mm. so you know if you're really attracted to more of that feminine super soft, slow, very gentle, nurturing, you might actually benefit from a little bit more of a masculine energy in a practice that's maybe a bit more dynamic. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a little bit more yang in its nature. So I would say that there's no one practice fits all that it's just really recognizing that you can use these practices to balance yourself out no matter what end of that polarity you're starting from
0: yeah Yeah, i love that i love what you have just shared so so important and something that i know me the me two years ago didn't even know about but something that is constantly in my awareness now do you Mm -hmm. find some people that come to your classes that might be new to this world and being very curious about it all when you say at the start, like bring an intention or set an intention for the practice that they really struggle to do that? And what advice would you have for someone that isn't sure yet?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. I do often um, give my students a chance to set an intention. And I think that's really powerful Mm. because when we, again, get more aware about what it is that we want to call in, what we want to invite into our lives, then we start to put this energy out into that field and attract it more and more and more. So it's it's just that self-awareness piece. I often give my students a suggestion that if they can't think of something, that self-love is a really good place to start. So just bringing in an inviting and an intention of self-love. So here I am on my yoga mat or my meditation cushion. This is about self-love for me. This is about me connecting with myself and really honoring the soul that lives inside of me. So that's very powerful. I can feel it through my body now. (laughs) You could stop right there. You could just use that intention
0: every day. More people need (laughs) self-love. I really do. And I think a lot of the things I've been helping clients with always comes back to that, you know, inability to connect with others. That's because you're not connecting with yourself. Like, all these things that play out there's like this beautiful self-love in the in the, in front of us that we can always dip into right and mm. embody mm. so if listeners were wanting to try at like different styles of yoga or even to tap into the amazing world of breath work what advice would you have for those that are curious standing at the door peeping in uh, that haven't yet stepped into this arena
1: yeah, I think just getting started and being okay with not, not feeling, um, remembering that it's not about the performance of yoga or breath work. That it's really an inner journey. So, walking in, you know, whether you go to a class somewhere or you do something online, just walking into that situation, accepting yourself as you are, I think is really important, and maybe inviting yourself into a space of openness Mm. so that you have a capacity to learn and take stuff in. So if your if your cup is sort of full with all a whole bunch of other stuff, there's no room to put anything new in there. So you have kind of have to come in with an empty cup. You know, you, you kind of have to leave expectations at the door and come in with acceptance for yourself, compassion for yourself and openness. And that would be my number one suggestion is just to really bring those intentions into your class or, you know, your exposure. And then as you go along the journey, um, keeping those intentions with you, because you'll always need them, you know, there's going to be tough days sometimes to connect to the body. So, you know, remembering to be really accepting and loving of yourself especially if you have a tough day. So I would say that's the number one thing and everything else falls into place. It's, um, you know, our body loves to be challenged. Our bodies love to move. Um, Our bodies really love to adapt to things. So, you know, if you can't touch your toes straight away in a yoga class, it's totally normal. Hardly anyone can. You build up to it over time and your body actually will appreciate you taking the time and giving yourself the the love and the care to go through that journey, that process of opening your body up or strengthening your body, whatever it is,
0: you know, I love that. And then looking back and, and reflecting on how far you've come since you stepped into that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You really can transform. And again, it's never too late to start. You can start anytime. I love students who start in their seventies. Oh, I love that Mm -hmm. really devote themselves to it and just have these massive breakthroughs, not just in the body, but, um, in their personal lives as well, just having different insights and realizations. And, Mm. you know, you get to that point in your life and you kind of realize like, Oh, I don't have forever, you know? Mm. And so you start to take your time and your investments and things a little bit more seriously. And I find a lot of people at that stage get attracted to yoga or breath work and find it really beneficial so to bring
0: themselves back home to here
1: yeah yeah imagine you know if you spend a whole lifetime giving to everybody else um you know that gets depleting after a while and also there can be you might be showing up in life not the most kind and beautiful version of yourself as you could if you haven't been connecting with yourself regularly and and doing these practices to learn how to release things and and accept things and let things go so that they don't build up in your system.
0: And that draws back to your advice from earlier that was about being open and aware and observing. I mean, a lot of those are the divine qualities of the heart and the heart you know, that giving and receiving instead of just giving your whole life. So you might be able to open your heart through the yoga practice or the breath work and just have who knows what epiphanies as the journey unravels.
1: I would say that that for me, that would be a goal, like Mm. to open, (laughs) open the heart, connect to the heart. And as a teacher, the way I show up is um, really trying to facilitate an opportunity for people to connect to their hearts. And it's very powerful when people drop into that because some of us, myself included, many years of numbing, many years of of being in my head, of um, being uh, closed and protected around the heart. So the healing comes when we connect with our hearts, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Thank you so much. I know that there are so many golden nuggets in there for all of the listeners. Is there anything else? that you feel called to share with us before we part ways.
1: Um, Just really want to thank you for having (laughs) me on the podcast. And um, I hope the listeners out there got some benefit from it and, you know, really inspire and encourage you guys to just start. So if you're interested (laughs) in yoga, meditation, just start somewhere and just trust the process and trust where it leads you.
0: I love that you just said, trust the process. Trust is my word of the week. Oh, (laughs) nice. Thank you so much, Michelle, for your time. And our listeners, if you want to find out more about Michelle, all of her details will be in the blurb of wherever this podcast is posted. So thank you again. Thank you so much.